0: So I've returned to my seated position. In consultation with some people, we decided it was better, especially for the sound. So So, welcome, everyone. I'm Diana Winston. I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at the Mindful Awareness Research Center at the Semmel Institute at UCLA. Happy to be here, happy to offer this group every Thursday where we have a chance to Meditate together. I'll be leading a guided meditation where we practice the art of mindfulness. Mindfulness is paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. That's the definition I always use. have been for a few years. So we're really learning to be in the present, not lost in the past, not lost in the future. So much of our lives are spent lost in the past, lost in the future. And it's really, we're very much at the, we're very much at the mercy of our thoughts. Our thoughts have a kind of, they have a control over us, appropriately so in many ways, but oftentimes our thoughts lead to suffering. So we know that some of our thoughts obviously are incredible, wonderful thoughts. I think I will marry that person is probably a great thought. It led to many good things, or maybe not. I don't know. But, but um we had a thought, I'm going to create this. And we built something, uh, made some work of art or some business. or We've done so much that come. it's come out of a thought and turned into something in our lives. So thoughts in and of themselves are not a problem. What happens, though, is some of our thoughts can be a problem, because they're thoughts that lead to suffering. So if we have thoughts that are anxious thoughts, depressed thoughts, angry thoughts, um, thoughts of self-judgment, self-criticism, jealous thoughts. Now, in and of themselves, they're natural thought things that happen to us. We have these types of thoughts. But when they become recurring and repetitive, they can lead to a lot of suffering. So we have some anxiety about something, and our mind keeps replaying it and replaying and replaying and thinking the worst and catastrophizing and imagining the worst situation happening. And, We could do this all day. We could do this many times in the course of the day. So mindfulness is a really amazing antidote to this. It's a way of working with our minds that teach us not to get lost in what our minds do, in the activity of our minds, but instead bring us back to the present moment, to a place of ease and well-being right here, right now. Our minds get lost in thought, which they will do when we meditate as they do through the course of the day. We notice it, and then we come back to the present moment. And that's the task, and that's how we train our minds. And over time, we find ourselves having more and more facility to not get so entangled by these thoughts, just like this bumper sticker that I'm sure I've mentioned in the past that I like that says, don't believe everything you think. Have you seen it? I just saw it the other day, actually. I was so excited because I hadn't seen it very much since I moved to Los Angeles. But um, so we do believe our thoughts. That's part of the problem. We believe our thoughts. And we start thinking, oh, no, the worst is going to happen. I really believe it. And we believe it and believe it. And then it just we just get so caught by it. But with mindfulness, we can learn to recognize our thoughts and not be so captured by them and return to the present moment, letting go, gently returning to the present moment. An analogy I like to use, I've used in the past, is the analogy of the train. So if you can think of your thoughts like trains, You imagine that you get on the train and you have one thought, it leads to the next, leads to the next. And then the next thing you know, the train is 20 miles down the station. You've been caught for 20 minutes thinking about a particular thing. With mindfulness, we have a choice. And you'll see this in your meditation. You can, once you realize that you're on the train, you can get off the train. You can just say, oh, right, come back to the present moment. Another option is to never get on the train in the first place to let the train go, to stay on the platform f- platform while the train just leaves the station. Oh, worried thought, anxious thought, irritated thought, huh? judging thought. They're just coming and going. It's a lot of freedom when we begin to have that relationship with our thoughts. So that's what we will practice today. Let's um, find a po- posture that feels comfortable, Relax. (coughs) Upright. I'm very belatedly coming to Downton Abbey, and I'm not suggesting you sit like that. (laughs) You would need a corset. Finding a posture that's comfortable and at ease. yet upright, hands resting where they're comfortable, feet on the floor, eyes closed. Unless that doesn't feel comfortable to you, then you can keep them open, but have them looking down or just not distracted by all the visual input, just looking in one place. We can begin with a few deep breaths. Allowing each deep breath to center you more and more, to help you come into this present moment. And we can bring our attention to our bodies present on the chair, feeling the weight, the heaviness, the tightness, the temperature, hardness, softness, whatever is obvious to you, you can notice it now. You can gently scan your body and notice if there are any areas of tension maybe in your shoulders, or your fingers, or your stomach. just notice the sensations. And if there is tension, you might breathe a little bit more deeply, as if you could breathe into that area, allowing the tension to dissolve, to bring in some relaxation, if that is possible for you. Let your stomach be soft. Relax your hands, your shoulders, your jaw. Let your face be soft and let yourself Sink more deeply. Just really come into this moment. There's nowhere else you have to be. Right now, just here. And we can listen to the sounds in the room, the sounds coming and going. Rather than being an obstacle to our practice, they become part of our practice. We simply listen. Sound after sound. Often when we hear a sound, we start to think about that sound, which is natural. But see if you can instead stay with the direct experience of listening to the sound just letting it come and go through your awareness. In fact, you could do an entire meditation just listening to sounds, and you're welcome to do so today. When your mind wanders off, you notice you've wandered and come back to the listening. Now bring your attention to your stomach area and chest area. Feeling your breath in your body moving through your body, rising and falling, expanding and contracting. But hone in on one of the areas at a time, not the whole torso just the abdomen as it rises and falls, or the chest as it moves up and down, feeling the sensations of breath, the natural breath. At this point, let it be at its own natural rhythm. Some people notice their breath at their nose. The air moving through your nose, at the tip of your nostr at the edge of your nostrils or inside, or above your upper lip. Flow of sensations. If you're using breath as your main focus, and if you're new, you can do that today. Stay with one area abdomen, chest, or nostrils, feeling the breath, one breath at a time. The movement and flow of the breath as it moves that part of your body. when your mind wanders off, remember, this is completely normal. This is what happens to minds. They think. That's their job. But when you've noticed it, you can acknowledge. You can say, thinking or wandering, and then gently return to your breathing or to the sound. But today, because we're exploring thoughts, You can use more specific labels if you wish. You can experiment with it. Planning, remembering, imagining, worrying. Using the specific labels to identify the type of thought. This may help your meditation become more precise and also help you see the types of recurrent thought patterns that happen as you meditate or are just happening today. Don't get, don't spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. Was that worrying or anxiety? it doesn't matter, just the ballpark is fine. Notice what happens to the thought when you label it. Does labeling it help you get off the train? Can this thought actually come to an end by noticing it? You can always use the general label thinking, or just come back to your breathing or your main focus. So today, I'm just inviting you I'm just inviting you to have (coughs) more awareness of how the thoughts work. What happens when we're mindful of thoughts? What are the types of thoughts? And if it starts to feel like too much, and it's making you more anxious to do this, don't bother. Just do what you normally do, or just stay with your breathing. But otherwise, be curious about thoughts. What happens when you are mindful of your thinking? So I'll stop talking as we practice together in silence for a bit. In every moment, you can either be entangled, lost in your story, caught up in your worries or your grief or your frustration, or you can notice these things are happening inside you and yet have a little space, not so caught, not so entangled, We can feel like our greatest worries are going to happen, or we can notice that a worry is arising inside me, and I don't actually have to get on that train. I can get off or never get on. So I'm going to remind you of one more way of playing with thoughts the image we sometimes use of our minds are like the sky vast and open and spacious and the thoughts are just like clouds floating by sometimes they're stormy clouds sometimes they're wispy clouds but nonetheless they are clouds that move through us and we don't get to hold on to any of them, and they can't disturb the natural sky-like quality of our mind, which is really our awareness. So for the last couple minutes of the meditation, you can play with that metaphor and see how it impacts your meditation. and now notice yourself present on the chair notice if there's any tension just allow one last moment of relaxation before we head out which we will in a few in a, another minute or two just being just being Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. So I threw a lot of metaphors at you today. Take the ones that are useful. One thing in daily life you can practice with is this idea of getting on the train or not getting on the train. It's actually a really helpful thing to remember when you notice yourself getting really caught in something. That person took my parking space. What a jerk. I know they're out to get me, right? Okay, I'm on that train. Let me just come back. Come back to the moment. Take a breath. I mean, that's happening countless times throughout the day. And so really, there's a whole new access to kind of inner peace when we don't get so entangled by our thinking. So let's see. um, Our center, the Mindful Awareness Research Center, offers classes, programs, and events. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, going deeper into the practice, um, when you exit, on the right, there's a flyer on the little table. All our new classes are starting up in March, so we have six-week classes, including our introductory class, one of which I'll be teaching. I don't usually do it, but I'll be doing it Wednesday mornings. And um, let's see. I'll be out in the hallway if you have any questions. And I think that's it. Have a great day.